Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste, assalam, alaikum. Iron sharpens iron, and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning into the broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texas broadcast by Tex. I am Tex, broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. It is my pride and privilege to be doing so. Thank you, each and every one of you listeners, new and old. If this is your first episode or your 400th episode, sincerely, I appreciate the attention and time that you are giving me. This information is important. We'll jump right into it and hit the ground running. Remember to support by sharing this content as far and wide as you possibly can so that we can gain and increase the momentum not only on the international but on the intergalactic because these broadcasts do go out interplanetary and we are listening to audiences from all worlds for those listening from somewhere on earth thank you all very much from the bottom of my heart. Today it's a very serious topic, but I have a very light-hearted icebreaker, you know, at the end of it and everything, um, for you guys, although I guess it's not an icebreaker. I was going to lead it into it, but I feel like it's serious to start with a real banner first, and then lead into a comedy kind of aspect to it, as this subject has gone viral, and it has affected and become part of the pop culture um, landscape undoubtedly become part of the pop culture landscape but that's dog bites dog attacks the bad boys it's a serious fucking issue and there is probably no more realistic of an encounter no more likely of an encounter with a wild animal that could potentially deal very serious harm, if not fatal injuries, uh, that potentially every single person in the modern world is at risk of uh, both encountering as well as falling victim to that being fucking dogs. Just common dogs, man. Wild dogs, dogs with bad owners, fucking crazy dogs, badly disciplined dogs, dogs that are too fucking big for their own good and uh, just want to play. But that involves ripping off the face of, say, like a two-year-old child or something like that. Uh, basically, it's a serious fucking problem. A lot of people you've met or talked to have been bitten by dogs themselves, if not know someone who has. Some of these dog bites can be very serious, disfiguring um, people for life with facial scars and or nerve damage, muscle tissue damage, etc. And as well as installing phobias through all ranks of society. Believe it or not, people are terrified of dogs who have survived dog attacks and the phobia of barking hostile dogs is extremely common. I don't know any statistics to it, but it's extremely common. 
dogs are fucking scary and intimidating. And this is their purpose because the history of dogs is associated with both violence and forms of hunting and fighting dogs, as well as the popularizing of a security aspect of a dog. A dog is meant to bark, snarl, growl, bare its teeth, under the threat of biting someone, it does not know. And that is 100% the reason you own a dog. <laughs> I know now in today's 21st century, that is uh, less and less the priority. But for the common person, a dog is a burglar alarm that could potentially bite somebody, as well as tell you if someone you don't know is walking around your house. Because of their extra keen senses and the fact that dogs are territorial. They are dangerous animals. They are predators. Well, omnivores, but they are predators by, by, by ancestry. They're wolves. And yes, there are hundreds of breeds, I understand this, with most of them being basically fat little couch potatoes by design. Even dogs like small terriers... Uh, Ironically enough, in the working class breeds, this extends far and, far and wide, Hunt uh, a lot of sporting dogs, for example, Labradors, um, get the good boy press, but even the, the Shina, uh, Shibu Ipsu or whatever, the, uh, the little uh, doje dog you know, that they, they have in fucking Japan historically bites the shit out of its owners. It's a very ill-tempered dog. Chow Chows are considered dangerous uh, breeds of dog, and they're they're extremely decorative and popular. For example, in China, they're known as Tibetan dogs, Tibetan mastiffs, and shit like that. They bite the fuck out of people. Um, hilariously enough, Dalmatians. Dalmatians are known as firefighting dogs for their bravery, and they'll run into fires. This dog is so fucking stupid; it doesn't know how to run into a fire. This dog will bite the fuck out of a kid, and it, they know this, and they try to keep them away from people they don't recognize because that dog is just a dumb, working breed uh, intentionally created by shepherds to, to suicidally attack wolves and shit. Um, and that's the thing. like Dogs have a utility, uh, and that utility typically is not companionship. It is killing, defending... Attacking or fighting, either for uh, sport, um, you know, recreation, or for purpose, like for war or for security, like police, uh, etc. And so breeds have filtered down into this idea of pure companionship and that dogs are wholly blameless creatures, which, yeah, they might be just victims of their design, but the design is is self-evident what they are absolutely intended for, and that is to bite the shit out of people, right? <laughs> it's why police dogs exist and not police kittens, you know, and not police uh, turtles or anything. It's because companionship doesn't fucking factor into the fact that you want basically a living land shark with fur that can smell drugs and stuff. That's why they pick dogs, because dogs... Their extra keen senses, their courage, meaning ferocity, and the fact that they are, by design, capable of doing great physical harm to people as well as intimidating them based on this uh, threat, right? 
So let's break it down into what dog bites in Texas actually equate to. Because, yeah, it's all fun and games. And it's all, yeah, dog attacks, good boy, bad boy type stuff. Until you hear the screams of a child and a, or the screams of a mother calling out to God because she can't get the fucking dog that weighs 85 pounds off her toddler as it shakes it around like a rag doll. You don't hear the screams of people at watching their cats be ripped apart and eaten alive by even as few as two pit bulls that begin to operate like feral pack dogs. You don't have to sit and... Uh, you know, rehabilitate after after walking home from school, being chased and mauled by a pack of wild dogs led by a German Shepherd, uh, you know, or something like that. You don't have to uh, lose your fingers and have to uh, physically, you know, go to physical therapy to learn how to use your, you know, right hand again after your forearm has been punctured to the bone because you were defending yourself from a fucking Rottweiler or something like that. It's all fun and games till it happens to you. And the odds are, I mean, it's, it's more likely to happen to regular people in regular cities inside Texas than any kind of uh, other wild animal attack by magnitudes, magnitudes of, of, of likelihood. You know, like, fuck actual statistics. Like, oh, it's 10,000 times more. Yeah, it's like 10,000 times more likely that you're going to be bitten by a fucking pit bull if you live in Texas than by a rattlesnake or uh, a shark or, like, uh, I don't know, a fucking, I don't know, a mountain lion or some bullshit like that. By a, by a likelihood of, like, 10,000 times greater it is more likely that you're going to get your fucking hand bitten by some stranger's dog that they brought to a restaurant or at a party that you go to and the host dog fucking bites you in the calf or something. Or um, you get a job where you're a courier or a delivery person or having to deal with going from door to door like a salesman and you have to deal as an adult with carrying mace and factoring in, um, you know, stray dog attacks during your day-to-day routine, like a mailman or something like that. It's, it's, it's funny until you factor in how much taxpayer dollars are going into dog departments, dog catcher departments, and historically have been. Uh, in big cities, they operate like an unsung group of like you know firefighters or policemen, animal control. And animal control's job is rounding up stray dogs and killing them. And that's a 100% a taxpayer-funded civil duty. These people carry badges. They are a they are a arm of the civil municipality and law enforcement. It's like just like a firefighter, just like anything else, you'd be surprised. They're in that they're in that fold, like the like a branch of the Pentagon, but just for civil communities. There are dog catchers, you know, and like many people historically always say, like you couldn't get voted in to be a dog catcher. You have to elect them. They're elected leaders. 
So our society, even as Americans, going into the 21st century, revolves around the containment and destruction of uh, dangerous dogs. <laughs> Much like it did in the Middle Ages, in like Paris, France, with wild wolves. Or even back to maybe the cavemen days, when the elders would huddle around the fire <laughs> and plan on how to deal with the wild dogs that would terrorize them throughout their journey. So let's get into it. Let's break it down. I got some statistics here for you, even though these are the ones that we can find. And, and I think it's hilarious because uh, while looking through the statistics, there are no, there are no data available post-2020 because it's all part of the census. So there's no federal study really on how many national dog attacks by breed uh, statistics, body parts, etc. Like, you know, uh, what? there's no, like, say, sociological ev- uh, data points being like, this is how many rich people are being, you know, this is their income. This is how, you know, if you're commonly bit by a dog, this is your typical income bracket by statistics or, you know, slice of pie or whatever the hell. Um, no, there's no intersectionality. There's no real data available, meaning that this is kind of an overlooked and very poorly studied, although extremely common um, thing, because you'll see it for what it is right now. But yeah, surprisingly, very little data actually held account on a federal level at any level. So yeah, but these are dog bite statistics by breed, with more than 89 million dogs in the United States registered, nearly 4.5 million dog bites occur every year. According to a study from the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, our good friends, the CDC, 800,000 bites result in the need for medical care every year. That means that only 800,000 people consider going to the hospital for various reasons out of those 4.5 million official dog bites. I don't know how they even get the 4.5 million dog bites if only 800,000 result in the need for medical care. Being injured by a dog can be at times life-threatening. No matter how severe the dog bite is, you need to know the and understand the rights when being a dog bite victim. Nearly one in five people who are bitten by a dog require medical attention. As recorded in the last year, 2020, the U.S. population is 331 million people, meaning a dog bite occurs one in every 73 people. Animal control usually deals with the problems on dogs of all breeds. And it is known as a fact that the most aggressive by statistic are pit bulls. Dog bite fatalities by breed. While the number of dogs has almost doubled in the last eight years globally, most dogs are friendly. Dog bite statistics show that in the United States, the most frequently bitten in the dog or bitten by dogs are the postal service workers and couriers. In 2019, the United States Postal Service confirmed that dogs attacked 5,803 postal employees at their work. Most of these dogs have become defensive of their homes and owners. Dog breed bite statistics. 
You may be wondering what dog breeds bit the most people in 2022. According to data, pit bulls have the greatest frequency of bites at 25.07%. Labrador retrievers have the second highest rate of bite attacks at 13.72%. Generally, dog breeds with wide heads and weighing between 66 to 100 pounds are more likely to bite and attack. Let us look at some statistics on fatal dog attacks by breed, knowing that there were 430 fatal dog bites from 2010 to June 2021. Pit bulls are responsible for 185 deaths. Pit bull mix are responsible for 41 deaths. And purebred Rottweilers are responsible for 26 deaths. Pitbull. No dog breed has a more ferocious reputation than the Pitbull, being recognized as the most aggressive dog breed. According to Canine Journal, an organization that collects and analyzes dog bite attacks in the United States, Pitbull attacks are responsible for the deaths of 185 people in the last 10 years alone. In time, 473 people were killed by dog attacks between the 2005 to 2017 years, and the United States of America was 65% of those deaths being related to pit bull-type dogs. The Rottweiler is the second most known breed for its brutal reputation. By combining the dog bite fatality statistics for both dogs, we find that 76% of the total fatal dog attacks are related to them. Following immediately after this, the German Shepherd produces roughly 20,000 deaths, while mixed breeds produced 17 deaths approximately. The American Bulldog accounted for 15 deaths, and it is reckoned to dislike the presence of other people. Huskies complete the list of the most dangerous breeds with 13 deaths on record. Separately, the Wolfdog Hybrid can be both dangerous and unpredictable. Huskies are among the most intelligent of breeds, yet they are at times very aggressive. Only in 2016, a total of 530 billion dollars in insurance claims for dog bite injuries were registered. Dog bite statistics are higher in most crowded states as stated by the state insurance claims in 2019. California had a Officially, 1,954 claims. Florida, in second place, had 1,268 claims. And Texas, in third place, had 937 insurance claims. Breed aggressiveness has many municipalities creating laws against owning pit bull dogs due to their aggressiveness and powerful jaws that can produce a lot of damage. However, according to the American Veterinary Medical Association, there is not an exact breed to stand out as being the most dangerous in the world as they consider dog attacks circumstantial based on individual dogs and environmental factors. The American Veterinary Medical Association points out that smaller dogs are more likely to exhibit signs of aggression than bigger ones, and hungry dogs are more likely to bite than well-cared-for ones.
As reported by a dog bite study by the University of Pennsylvania, the most aggressive dog breeds are Dachshunds and Chihuahuas, which are typically family dogs. The next six dog breeds classified above the pit bull in this study are Dachshund, the Short Stature, the Australian Cattle Dog, the Border Collie, the Beagle, and the Jack Russell Terrier. However, small dogs don't do much damage when they bite. They bite their owners or strangers more frequently, but their tiny jaws do not harm the big dog, do not harm the way the big dog breeds do. These dog breeds bite is not usually not powerful enough to cause real injuries, and they likely, likely won't require medical care. Thus, they can be labeled as dangerous dogs, or they can't be labeled as dangerous dogs except maybe for children or the elderly. According to the law approved by the BOE in 2002, the most dangerous dog breeds and for which you need a license if adopting them are the Pit Bull Terrier, the Staffordshire Bull Terrier, the American Staffordshire Terrier, the Rottweiler, the Dargo Argento, Fila Brasileiro, the Tassa Inu, and the Akita Inu. You must understand that it doesn't matter how intelligent your dog is, but rather how you treat them. And the dog's training is also essential. Certain breeds display dangerous behavior as they grow up. You have to make sure to feed your dog correctly as an aggressive dog breed may require special attention in the diet area, such as the Dachshunds. Doberman Pinscher, the giant Schnauzer, also have been known as be more dangerous than other breeds in that variety, while Golden Retrievers and Labradors are among the safest, although they have high numbers of dog bites. This is most likely due to their popularity, which skews statistics. That means like two out of three people in America own Labradors. They're the most common dog breed in America. Uh, so if anyone's going to get bit by a dog... It most likely will be by someone who owns a Labrador just by rolling the dice. To describe what we're dealing with, the dog breed with the strongest bite force is the Kangal, a large muscular dog that typically weighs only 100 to 130 pounds. They have been trained to guard sheep and other flocks from large predators like wolves, jackals, and bears. The Kangal has a very strong bite with a bite force of 743 pounds per square inch. That is the highest bite force of any dog breed. So that's a lot. That's enough to do some serious fucking damage. And as I said before, dogs are bred, literally created for this utility they are fearsome and they can attack and guard against other natural predators like wolves, jackals and bears the most common characteristics of dangerous breeds with roughly 900 million dogs in the entire world as of 2021 dog bite attacks may happen at any time to anyone and it might be too late to prevent such an accident. Whether you are considering adopting a dog or already have one, you need to understand that owning a dangerous breed is always risky. Sure, dogs are different, but dog bite statistics do not lie. 
So experienced people should adopt aggressive dogs in their education and care. Bear in mind that some of the most dangerous breeds may have strong musculature or powerful appearances. They are known to have great, powerful characters, short hair typically, a large heads, large, strong jaws, wide and deep mouths, muscular and short necks, a weight of over 20 kilograms, and parallel, straight, and robust forelegs. The most common causes for dog bites are either them being scared, acting defensively, or sometimes when they are hurt. Teaching your dog to be gentle is essential. Although previously it was considered rabies that made dogs attack human beings, it is now known to be anything from dehydration, which is rabies can cause, rabies itself, or just hunger, territoriality, etc. Very few dogs, although everyone who gets bit should be tested for rabies, very few dogs who actually bite people bite them due to rabies. Always watch and listen to a dog's body language. Growling, lurching, having the ears swept back, showing teeth, etc. And give them plenty of room if they are displaying this behavior. National Canine Research Council has listed several common factors contributing to dog attacks to the breed. And 89.9% of attacks, no one was around to intervene. The victim was alone. Most dog bite accidents happen randomly. And the victim has no relationship or interaction prior with the dog. And 77.9% of cases, the dogs were neither neutered nor spayed. By choosing to neuter or spay a dog, you could decrease their aggressive tendencies or urges to attack. That's because dogs get aggressive when they breed. And they begin to act on instinct when they're in their mating heat. And so a male dog will run away, for example, based on his urge to find a female and mate, get lost, get disoriented, fall into starvation, fall into dehydration. And you see a stray dog on the street and you think, oh, I'm just going to go pet this dog. And that dog takes a bite out of you because he doesn't want to be touched. It probably has hurt paws or, like, you know, is dealing with, like, a lot of bullshit. It's overheating, you know, like, going, literally dying, going crazy and shit. And if you're alone, then it's acting on hunter's instinct. If you don't outnumber it, if you're not intimidating it, if you're elderly, a child, a woman, etc., then it is nature. You're, you're dealing with a wild animal. In 68.7% of dog bites, the victims couldn't defend themselves due to mobility or disability issues. This is where the elderly or children factor in. And that's 68.7% of dog bites. The dog recognized that the person was suffering from some kind of mobility issue or was rather defenseless, regardless of the circumstance. Being too young, like a baby, or a small child, uncoordinated, or an elderly person, or a handicapped person. 
They see someone walking with a limp. They see someone walking, stumbling with a cane, taking it slow. The dog is going to pounce. It's going to attack. It's going to try to think you're weak and eat you. Dog bites overwhelmingly bite kids or senior citizens. And in 39.3% of the cases, the dogs had owners, but the owners were guilty of neglect or abusive behavior, such as hitting the dog, keeping the dog outdoors during adverse weather conditions, underfeeding, underwatering, etc. Dogs' behavior is unpredictable. We recommend following these following tips to lower your risk of being bitten. Don't approach the dog if it seems anxious or scared. Stay away from the dog if he is eating, sleeping, or playing with a bone or toy. Stay at a safe distance if the dog is growling or is unknown to you. Be cautious of all stray dogs. Always stay calm and avoid anxious or nervous behavior such as running away. Do not pet a dog through a fence. Offer dogs the space they need. Dog bites can cause many types of injuries and can vary in levels of severity. From puncture wounds, broken bones, eye injuries, head and neck injuries, face injuries, nerve damage, rabies, or emotional effects. You could suffer severe injuries if bitten by a dog. Thankfully, rabies has been chiefly eradicated in the United States because of vaccinations and pet health care, as it has been in Texas. Currently, only one to three deaths from rabies are reported annually in the country. No matter how severe your dog bite injuries are after a dog bite attack, you are entitled to compensation if filing a personal injury claim. More than 28,000 people who were bitten by dogs in the year of 2015 alone required insurances to pay for reconstructive surgeries. 43% of hospitalized people for dog bites required skin graft treatments and underlying tissue infection medication. While 22% of wounds of the arms and legs left scarring, then again, 80% of severe dog bites in children involve the neck and head. Dog bite incidents appear to be on the rise in the number and severity ever since the 1980s. Only in the United States, the dog attack victims have suffered losses of over $1 billion every year. This is in lost wages and medical fees. Only 50% of dog bites occur on the victim's property. 77% of the biting dogs belong to a friend or a victim's neighbor. Out of the 430 dog bite fatalities that occur in the last year, 32% were ages 0 to 4 years old, 13% were aged 75 75 years old plus, 10% were aged between 5 to 9 years old, and 5.5% were aged 60 to 64. 
According to Dog Bite Claim Statistics, a dog bites a person every 75 seconds in the United States. And almost 9,500 people are hospitalized each year for dog bites. Pit bull attacks compromise about 60% of all dog bite injuries and 63% of ocular injuries involving dog bites, meaning face bites, broken eye sockets, punctured cheekbones. On the other hand, pit bull terriers are 48% more likely to attack without provocation than any other breeds. It's estimated that by 2021, pit bulls would have mauled 441 Americans to death since 1998. However, these dog bite-related fatalities are only speculatory. The average time spent in a hospital after a dog bite is five days. On average, only two people die from rabies each year in the United States, and apparently you have a 1 in 112 to 400 chance of dying from a dog bite or a strike. Of the 54 dog bite fatalities officially recorded in 2022, pit bulls and their mixes represented 63% fatal dog bite injuries. And there are specific dog bite injury attorneys now that handle their cases. According to Dog Bite Statistics, Texas and California report more dog biting fatalities than any other states. As of May 23rd, 2022, more than 700 cities have bred have breed bans. That's in 2022, more than 700 USA cities have breed bans. However, states like Texas prohibit cities and municipalities from having breed restrictions. Although, in Texas, there are four current counties that consider pit bulls dangerous. And requiring of authority and supervision, such as basically uh, requiring a license for them. And if they're caught without one and without the tags, they are put down. Now, I am a dog owner. I love dogs. I'm an animal person. But I do understand that some breeds are weapons that are foolishly considered companions. And the pit bull is first and foremost, as the statistics I just gave indicate. And yes, the Doberman Pinscher, the Rottweiler, the German Shepherd, these are famous weaponized breeds that are kept now as the literal family pet and falsely worshipped by the overwhelmingly pro-dog animal-like worshipping crowd of people who call themselves like pit mamas and stuff like that. Which in the in these the video about the 4chan um, you know pit bull genocide thing that happened on the web, yeah, these people falsely worship these dogs and they believe that overwhelmingly they are innocent, and they ignore the fact that 
out of every single possible wild animal attack that is likely, or that is that is that is even like you know that is there. Um, you can't get attacked by a polar bear in Texas. We fucking get that. But like out of every single possible like realistic animal attack from a wild animal or a domestic animal that exists, pit bulls are probably the most dangerous fucking thing to ever put your children or elderly people or even yourself around. And the the statistics do not fucking lie. And just because it doesn't happen to everybody, the fact that it happens to literally hundreds of fucking people and uh, thousands and thousands of people and that 4.9 million Americans get bit by fucking dogs every year across 50 states and that means one in 70, uh, one out every 75 seconds is getting bit by dogs is not a reason to fucking uh, celebrate. You know what I'm saying? It's not a reason to be like, yeah, it's cool that we have um, realistically so few people unintentionally dying and being murdered and maimed by these fucking literally things that are just optional that we foolishly consider are decorations and we, um, we persist regardless of the horror stories in defiance of, of rationality, logic, or, or even caution. And it's like, if you intentionally encouraged your children to drive without seatbelts, if you intentionally encouraged your children to, like, huff paint and shit like that, it's bringing a pit bull and having them around your fucking kids. And it's done completely because either people are cultural and tribally, like, in the urban environments of suburban uh, environments, etc., um, flexing, just fucking flexing and thinking it's a gangster dog. But in reality... It's a weapon. It's a it's a guard system. It's a it's a it's basically a burglar alarm with fucking teeth and shit like that. And they know that and they want multiple pit bulls and they keep pit bulls regardless of they're financially capable of keeping six one hundred pound dogs well fed, well exercised, well stimulated, etc. And because these pit bulls are also predominantly used as dog fighting dogs and uh, guard dogs, etc. They are bred to be large, aggressive, and stupid, and ornery, and prone to biting and shit like that. Like when they, when they bite, they don't fucking let go. They're they're built with a powerful, powerful bite. So, in my own experience, for example, there was a uh, neighbor we had on the street growing up that had multiple pit bulls, about three of them. Uh, Mexican, you know, obviously household and stuff like that. So dude was just living his life. Bato Loco had three pit bulls, little kid, like a little family and everything growing up. Uh, worked on his cars and everything. And one day, uh, we're all just having a barbecue out in the backyard. And fucking we hear screaming, screaming from the, the, the wife. Or, you know, and, and, and this woman just screaming. And it's across the street and about, like, two houses across. Like, so it's about a street corner intersection. About two houses across, like, that way, right? And we can hear it. When, when someone screams, you don't think you can, like, because it's, oh, it's a neighborhood, right? No, you can hear on, like, a calm day, like, fucking someone screaming because their daughter was bitten and mauled by the fucking pit bull. And it fucked that little girl up. And overwhelmingly bit the neck and the face and disfigured the little girl. Absolutely. I don't know if it ripped her face off or just broke through the cheek and everything like that. But it basically 
bit her in the fucking face as she it was sitting down. Uh, she she walked up to it. Little Charlie was learning how to walk. Uh, you know, two year olds they're stumbling around and either squeezed its ear or walked up to it from behind and it turned around and bit her in the face and shook her like a rag doll. And they were very lucky the dog didn't kill the little girl. But the mother takes the girl, it literally wrapped in a fucking towel, gets in the car. And fucking drives off to the hospital. They don't, they don't wait for the paramedics. The husband shoots that fucking dog. Just fucking shoots it to death. Right? We just hear bam, bam, bam. And the fucking dog just screams, you know, and it's fucking dead. And it was wagging its tail. And we remember seeing it because there's no way to hide, but it was in the backyard and everything. There's obstruction, but we could see the whole fucking thing basically uh and it was just fucking like you know we're already out there in the front yard with our kids and everything like that we're like what the fuck is going on and we see this shit and we're like shit cops show up fucking ambulance already showed up because someone was calling and everything but she had already taken the kid to the hospital uh the guy's out there you know and he's talking like it's his dog he shot that fucking dog there isn't going to be going to the pound nothing like that he's explaining the situation cops take it fucking down they go they collect the dog and bring it like the pound does collects the dog to go take it to get the rabies tests and all that shit because once a dog bites you they cut off its head test its brain and shit like that for rabies uh this was in the 90s and shit and that happens there are many such cases many fucking such cases of that shit happening that happens all the fucking time in the hood all the fucking time in the hood and I know there are people listening right now that know exactly what I'm fucking talking about and who would kill their own pit bull if they had a pit bull because uh, I know a lot of people listen to say oh, no, I got a pit bull but think about it if your pit bull bit your kids you already made a plan probably in your fucking head that you would slice the pit bull's throat stab it in the heart uh, stab it in the face or you know, right in the eye or something like that give it a chokehold and fucking kill it you know um Michael Vick the dog, which is like drowning in a fucking bucket. You know, you just pick it up by the back legs and drown them in a fucking bucket because they're they can't like they can't like twist like that. Um, the people, uh, for example, in dog fighting, ladies get fan cords. They cut the fan cord off. They cut the fan part off, but use the actual cord. Uh, plug in the cord and have it like the two ends tied around the ankles of the dog, like and so it shocks the it shocks them basically to fucking death. And um, that that's a way of killing pit bulls. The people do that shit at home. Um, but shooting shooting a pit bull typically right in the fucking head that that that'll solve your problem. Cops kill pit bulls, for example, uh, just up on site. On if they knock on your door and it's like knock knock knock, we're serving a warrant, and you open a door and they see a pit bull come out to greet them at all, regardless of society, community. City, uh, class system, they are trained to shoot that pit bull to fucking death to kill that pit bull as fast as possible because they are trained that pit bulls are dangerous weapons that drug dealers, criminals, gangsters, etc. train to attack human beings. They go to attack school, they go to bite school. That's where you see the guy, he's wearing around the big pads, and the dogs, like, run and jump over obstacles and bite the fuck out of them and, like, bring them down and basically maul them. If he didn't have all the pads, they'd rip his arms off and shit. They train those dogs to do that. 
So the cops don't care if it's your couch cow. They don't care if you're a pit mama who adopted three pit bulls from the attack shelter. You save these dogs' lives and you rehabilitated them. If a cop sees a pit bull, it's going to shoot your pit bull. Right in the fucking body, right through the heart, and put it down. And it will 100% do that. That policeman will do that. Policewoman will do that. That police officer will kill your dog. ATF agent, same fucking thing. Think how think about that difference. That they are trained to kill pit bulls because pit bulls are dangerous fucking dog breeds to them, to the federal state and everything. But they but you keep those dogs with your kids. And shit. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with keeping loaded weapons like in your couches and shit like that. Other gangster ass behavior. Keeping loaded guns in your cars and stuff with your children. Uh, you know, and like leaving the kids in the car with the gun and just going out to like your fucking store and not letting them like turn off the engine. Shit like that. Or dealing drugs with your kids. So the kids just there with that cocaine in their baggies and shit like that. Like other shit like that. Other behavior uh, and, and fucking hood bullshit like that. Hood rat shit. Right, and that's why I consider keeping a pit bull. It's just dumb, hood rat shit, even if it's under the best intentions. And it's the same thing with the racial discussion and everything like that, like the identity of it, the therapeutic alienation of even having these fucking dogs or being like, it's the dog's innocent. And yes, I totally get the parallel. I get the parallel between this and certain ethnicities or racial castes or social castes, etc., that, oh no, you don't still understand our culture, or this is etc. This is like, you know, uh, crypto racism, etc. If you don't like pit bulls because you know, people like, you know, minorities or whatever like pit bulls. But just like they're 13% of the population, they commit 60% of all the fucking crime and murders and shit like that. Pit bulls, same thing. They may be 13% of all the pop. Uh, total dog population, but they commit 60% of all the fatal dog bites. They commit 60% of all the bites, etc. And with Texas, morphing the way it is into the three-city metroplex, meaning that it's going to be more urban than it ever has been before in the history of the state. Texas will have three cities with two out of three Texans living in these city limits that merge together into three metroplexes, the Dallas, the Houston, and the San Antonio-Austin metroplex. And these will merge into a triangular megacity with all the subdivisions and suburbs interconnected literally within a few hours' drive of each other, right? A triangle with nearly with two-thirds of 30 million people in it, right? So about 20 million people divided by three cities. Think about how many fucking dogs are going to be there. Think about how many pit bulls are going to be there. Think about if anything fucking happened or just how many will fall through the cracks and how many people will have to either dedicate their time to neutralizing these fucking dogs that go feral and stray and just roam around cities in gigantic packs like the dog catchers do now, how much taxpayer dollars and human resources in the basically the Great Depression 2.0 as millions of fucking dogs of various breeds are just basically wandering around and shit uh, fighting for their own and like fending for themselves, eating cats, eating each other and shit like that. Like it always happens in big cities when they fall apart. Think about how many dogs are walking around in Houston right now. 
Think about how many dog attacks are going to happen in Houston today. Think about how many people are actually seriously going to have to jump on a fucking car and the hood because pit bulls are barking at them and chasing them for two blocks and shit as they try to walk to the liquor store. Stuff like that. Like, yo, you try to, like, just do something, anything in your fucking neighborhood, and now you got to fight for your fucking life because there are wild and starving pit bulls in a city that has um, 10 million people in it. That's real life. That's fucking hood shit. And, yeah, you're saying, well, it's, it's, it's Texas. So, yeah, you pull out a fucking pistol and you proceed to shoot a fucking dog because that's apparently America in 2023. That's apparently Texas in 2023 where you have to pull out a pistol and murder a wild dog in self-defense like it's a fucking Fallout video game. Like it's the fucking wasteland. And that's a realistic situation that you can find yourself in. Probably a lot more realistic than actually finding yourself in a shootout with a human criminal. As you actually having to either defend yourself or someone you know and love from wild dogs or a stray dog or just a pissed off dog that has gone berserk and is attacking you because they're fucking crazy, like basically murder weapons that people have decided to make their fucking uh, pets. And they'll be like, oh yeah, bro, it just, it's okay to bring over your family to my apartment. I got a new dog. And you bring over your family to their new apartment and their dog fucking tries to bite your little kid. And while the owner's like, oh, oh man, I don't know what's going on. It typically loves people. It's just so friendly all the time. I, I, I can't believe it growled and bit you. And then you have to basically be like, oh, yeah, do I sue this person? Do I fucking, like, uh, beat the dog? Like, what do I do? Like, like, do I beat him up? Like, how do I, how do I respond in this situation? Now that my family has been endangered by someone's fucking... Uh, by, by the whole society's carelessness and allowing this to fucking happen. Basically, right? And I'll get into this last little bit to bring it all around back to Texas. Texas this article is titled Texas Dog Bite Fatality Rate the Highest in the Nation. A shocking dog bite case recently made national news and has reignited public debate about the subject of animal attacks. The frightening attack took place in Grimes, Iowa and resulted in a woman having her nose bitten off by an out-of-control dog. The incident only ended after Karen Henry's husband, Lane, began fighting the dog, actually biting it on the nose in order to get it to let go of his wife. The victim faces myriad painful cosmetic surgeries that will harvest cartilage from other parts of her body to rebuild a functioning nose for her. This case is unique and extreme one, obviously, but it is becoming a rallying cry for dog safety advocates in Texas and around the country. Texas's dog bite prevention organization are focusing on both the gruesome nature of the Henry attacks as well as a recent report showing that Texas has one of the highest fatality and dog bite rates in the nation as the impetus for a renewed fight to toughen Texas dog bite laws. The shocking dog bite statistic has found a survey 
around the country showing that Texas has been the site of 34 animal attack fatalities between January of 2005 and February of 2013 alone. Sadly, children under the age of 11 are the most frequent victims of deadly dog bites, representing a whopping 68% of the fatality cases. Children are often attacked by animals due to a combination of inquisitive nature, their small stature, and their slow reaction times. The elderly are also commonly bitten, mostly due to their inability to flee quickly. Shortcomings in Texas dog bite laws. Despite being one of the most active dog bite states, Texas lawmakers find it difficult for those bitten and injured by domestic animals to recover adequate compensation. This is partly due to two distinct factors. Texas law essentially gives dogs one free bite. The law only holds dog owners accountable for their actions of their pets if the dog has previously bitten someone or put someone in fear of a bite because of aggressive behavior and the owner knew about the prior incident or behavior. Texas state law prohibits local governments from establishing breed-specific regulations, thus not taking into account the dangerous reputation that several dog breeds have or the fact that a small number of breeds account for a grossly disproportionate amount of animal attacks in the state or as the country. There have been recent attempts to make the laws governing dog bites tougher, most notably the passage of Lillian's Law, named after Lillian Stiles, who was killed by a group of her neighbor's dogs while mowing her own lawn. This law doesn't, however, close all the loopholes that can prevent a dog owner from being held accountable for their dog's actions. Now, to end that, I will just read off this list of search results that ha- uh, I get when I type in Texas dog bite. Right? And this is just into Google Chrome. So I'm just using normie vanilla websites, right? You don't have to be a hacker. No, nothing like that. So I put in Texas dog bite. Just to see what the news has, right? Hold on, see? Low internet connection, so I got a 5G this. Okay, so here we go. She was a good mom. Victim's family says, 79-year-old's body found in Houston Bayou, mauled by wild dogs. Her name was Maria Ballard, right? This happened in November 16, 2023. That's the late... This is just Google Chrome. I literally just connected Google Chrome on my phone. and was like, hey, it was search engine. What's going on? Texas Dog Bite News in Texas. Video captures mother saving toddler attacked by dog. Uploaded to Texas NBC News. Dog attacks continue in San Antonio. An 81-year-old man was killed by two dogs in in an attack in San Antonio. Man let dog attack bite other man in neck during argument, it is said. This is also in San Antonio. 
dog attacks school children at Alden ISD bus stop. This is Houston, Texas. Dog bites Amazon delivery drivers face off, Texas cops say. Pitbull bites 22-year-old Amazon delivery driver face off in San Antonio, Texas. Dog attack in Manor neighborhood sends one person to hospital. This is in Manor, Texas, also 2023. Man attacked severely while smoking outside his apartment by two dogs. San Antonio. Is he? Harris County dog attack. Three adults, including deputy, hospitalized for responding to vicious attack by a dog. Epidemic of wild dog attacks. Five bitten in one neighborhood in Dallas. 2023. And you just, it just keeps going on and on. Two-year-old's face bitten off by Pitbull. That was in Houston, Texas. Like, it's just hundreds of news stories from this year alone. And to think about the statistics, and you're like, someone is lying and undercounting this shit. Because if there's just hundreds of news stories, then it can't possibly be, you know, so such a low number. It's like, they even said, if 4.9 million people every year are officially recognized as being bitten by dogs, but only 800,000 people go to the hospital, there's no way we're getting accurate numbers. Not fucking one way. Texas toddler attacked by pit bull while under CPS safety watch. A two-year-old from North Texas, that's Dallas, pit bull attacked right face off of skull of two, Texas two-year-old girl. That was in Dallas. Texas boy in Bear County country airlifted after gruesome pit bull attack, authorities say. This is Valley Central. This shit's fucking real, and it's serious, and it's got to be fucking handled because we can't keep turning a, a blind eye to it and repeating hundreds of incidences of this shit. Although it's a very thin line from government overstep, but it's about personal responsibility, and as a society and a culture, it must be addressed no matter the fucking costs of even having to accept the fact that sometimes we need to make certain things illegal for public safety. That or it's laissez-faire freedom and I get to shoot pit bulls. It's open hunting season. If you get to have them, I get to shoot them. And it's all just part of the big freedom dance, isn't it? Freedom. Freedom, 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 oi. Freedom, 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 oi. Freedom, 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 oi. 
thank you all very much. Check out the 4chan post I have later on in the episode, right after this. God bless you and your families. Peace out. Dog bites. There's a warning tonight concerning a trend that's made its way across the internet that harms pit bulls. Attacks. Hashtag pit bull drop off, calling for owners of the breed to take them to a kill shelter and have them euthanized. Toddlers. Another reads, after a nice long sleep in this morning, it's time to go out and pick up some more pit bulls to take to the pound. Today we'll look into what many consider the most dangerous type of dog in the world and 4chan's attempt to take the breed out of existence. And to the surprise of many, this trolling campaign has shed new light on the issue of pit bulls, with many debating it to this very day. The origins of pit bulls can be traced all the way back to the 19th century. Back then, dogfighting was a popular pastime. Because of this, the breed was developed to make the blood sport more interesting. They crossed the thickly muscled Old English Bulldog with the agile Black and Tan Terrier. This resulted in ferocious burly competitors that were much lighter and faster. Even at the time, their owners faced scrutiny. In the 1890s, pit bull breeders sought recognition from the American Kennel Club, but they were rejected due to their association with dogfighting. To protest this, they began a rival organization called the United Kennel Club. In addition to functioning as a breed registry, they also regulated dogfights. Even after the abusive combat was criminalized, the prejudice never went away. In fact, it remains a controversial subject to this day as the canines are statistically more likely to fight other dogs, often to the death. This is so much the case that a Maryland court deemed them inherently dangerous, and there is no shortage of horror stories about pets and even children being mauled. In 2009, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia published a five-year review of dog bites. They found that over half of the injuries were caused by pit bulls, and a 2011 study revealed those attacks to be associated with higher morbidity and risk of death. It's for this reason that a thousand cities across the U.S. enact some form of breed-specific legislation. In 1989, the ownership of pit bulls was criminalized in Denver, Colorado. For three decades, the animals were routinely rounded up and euthanized. It's estimated that at least 3,500 were put to death in the city. Just east of Denver is Aurora, which followed their footsteps in 2006. Within the first year, they killed 636 pit bulls. Even those who dislike the breed often agree that the genocide is unnecessary. Studies indicate they don't reduce attacks or improve public safety. That includes Denver, which still hospitalizes more people for dog bites than anywhere else in the state. Because of this, there have been successful campaigns to have the laws repealed. But there are many who still argue the legislation doesn't go far enough. Instead, they're dead set on exterminating the breed, even calling for federal criminalization. Entire communities exist online for the sole purpose of advocating their ban. They refer to it as a crisis, with pages documenting every single fatal attack. Posts on the subreddit banned pit bulls can even be sorted into categories like human fatality, disfigurement, dismemberment, and child victim. It has over 71,000 members. With such opposition, it would take an equal amount of relentlessness to fight back. And that's exactly what the defenders of the pit bull have done. They arm themselves with their own research, like pointing out potential issues in reporting. 
Several studies prove that shelters misidentify dog types up to 87% of the time. That's a real issue when it's often the sole basis of classification. That being said, other points brought up by this camp are a bit more shoddy. For example, the idea that historically pit bulls were considered nanny dogs. Defenders of the breed often bring up this point, but it turns out to be a myth with no historical backing. Online, these breed advocates often refer to themselves as pit mommies. They'll post photos of their pit bulls in pajamas or playing with children. While mostly wholesome, the veneer seems to change when confronted with the opposing side of this debate. In 2013, a 14-month-old toddler was mauled to death by his babysitter's two pit bulls. This led the grieving father to start an ad campaign warning of the breed. Shockingly, the man was subsequently flooded with hate mail from pit bull owners. One commenter posted a picture of the deceased infant's head, claiming they would use it as a dartboard. Another suggested they use it to play kickball as he wouldn't need it. They also told him to end his own life so he could join his ugly son. They went on to successfully impede his ads by getting them temporarily withheld. Needless to say, the conversation around this breed can get surprisingly heated online. There are two distinct communities with a vested interest in what they believe is the right thing to do. So it wasn't out of the realm of possibility when in May of 2018, murmurs of a new campaign to kill pit bulls circulated. Needless to say, chaos ensued. We'll learn more about this after a brief word from our sponsor. Have you ever heard of the brand Vessi? Well, if you haven't, listen up. Debates, Twitter users, other competing product, be 1% off your in 3rd 2018, a rides on pit bulls in the late 2010s. On May 3rd, 2018, a Twitter user posed an innocuous question. To prove that pit bulls were harmless, he asked owners to post pictures of their dogs being cute. But one anonymous user didn't take it so kindly. They replied, I adopt pit bulls on Craigslist and put them down. You'll never be able to stop me. I'm keeping children safe. The tweet received hundreds of likes and retweets. A lot, but not enough to go viral. It likely would have been forgotten if not for a quote tweet made five days later. That afternoon, user Bixie Noodles claimed to be part of a growing wave of activists adopting pit bulls to euthanize them. He referred to the movement as Pitbull Drop-Off. His confession spread across the platform, with many confused as to its legitimacy. But Bixie quickly confirmed the worst, bragging he put down nine in the past week and hoped to end a dozen more. This revelation caused a massive uproar in both outrage and support. Tweets flooded in from both sides, so much so that it was enough for the hashtag to start trending. People began posting listings from their area of pit bulls they found up for adoption. They mocked the owners and the circumstances for giving them up. For example, a pregnant woman who seemingly didn't want the pet near her newborn. Others treated it like a game, professing difficulty in convincing them. I found my next target. This bitch is acting like she's going to be hard to convince. This will be a challenge for me. There seemed to be no shortage of dogs, with many questioning why this site was full of people dumping these killing machines onto strangers. But as the campaign continued, it wasn't long before they cleared out entire areas. One woman collected seven dogs while noting ownership was illegal in the area. That meant if she took them to the pound, they would take care of the rest. Many people began to learn why the breed was considered dangerous for the first time. 
That included some pit bull owners who felt guilty over the risk. One such user was clear as Gibbs. The last picture I ever took of my pit bull, her name was Peaches. It made me sick to my stomach. But I had to do it for the innocent children she could have killed if she snapped like many other pit bulls do. Naturally, those advocating for the breed began to break down over the genocide. The hashtag was filled with emotions, as the cruelty led many of them to have panic attacks. There were viral posts warning others of what the activists were doing in hopes of saving lives. If you're a pit bull owner or breeder, please don't post on Facebook or Craigslist. People are killing innocent babies because of false accusations. Please retweet to stop the pit bull drop-off. It's disgusting and cruel. With seemingly hundreds of dogs being killed, it wasn't long before the movement caught mainstream attention. It became the subject of not only articles, but even news segments on fun. national television. Yeah, but fun. with so much scrutiny, people finally started not to realize not everything was as it seemed. You see, if all these tweets admitting to killing dogs were real, they would be ostensibly criminal allegations. That meant journalists had to be careful about what they published. Through this, they quickly discovered that many of the posts were flat-out fabrications. Many shamelessly used pictures lifted straight from Google Images. In fact, nearly all of them could be uncovered using a simple reverse image search. Because of this, they were able to definitively prove that Pitbull drop-off was a hoax. But if this was the case, it leaves two big questions. Where exactly did the hashtag come from, and why? Well, it turns out the answer would be none other than 4chan. No one noticed it at the time, but the site's politically incorrect board had been plotting the scheme for some time. In fact, just days before being discussed on television, an update was posted reading, Hashtag Pitbull Dropoff has been simmering on Twitter for two days now. Naive pit mommies and various other low IQ individuals are falling for the bait. This will be a major news story by Monday, so it's best to escalate the hysteria before the national news breaks for max effect. All you have to do is post a photo of a pit bull you say you picked up and dropped off at a kill shelter under hashtag pitbull dropoff. As it turns out, the trolls over at 4chan took notice of how vitriolic the discussion about pit bulls had become and they decided to orchestrate a hoax to make it appear like they were being killed in mass. But upon closer inspection, signs that it was a prank were there from the very beginning. Several posts made allusions to political talking points associated with the left. For example, referring to them as military-grade assault dogs. Others compared pit bulls to various racial stereotypes, even calling them the N-word. While it can't be said for certain everyone was joking, it was broadly a complete fabrication. There was no growing movement, and little was done outside of Craigslist screenshots. So once the jig was up, Pitbull drop-off slowly faded from the public consciousness. But the same cannot be said of the breed and 4chan. Many posters became annoyed at what they viewed as hypocrisy from the other side. They seemed to be more concerned with the dog's life than the countless deaths of children. One would remark, the self-hate propaganda has gone so strong that even a rabid dog is held in higher regard than a child. This discussion continued for years, sparking memes on the notion they're inherently violent. It veered into the absurd, spawning the idea that the dog sought out infants to maul. For example, fake headlines praising them for heroic acts only to attack someone. They largely stayed within 4chan until 2022, when they spread across social media. 
anti-pitbull jokes became inescapable, proliferating across Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, and TikTok. It once again has led many people who would otherwise be unaware to form an opinion on the subject. Interestingly, just a year prior, Colorado lifted its 30-year ban. With the anti-BSL movements becoming more successful in recent times, it's possible the memes could have negative consequences. But that remains to be seen. So there you have the story of how 4chan convinced millions of people they were killing dogs. And with that, I think I'll end the video.